Okay, good morning. Welcome to all. So, uh, I have a short topic. Let me go into a uh, little bit of a uh, longer topic, which will be a few weeks. So, first is Beicher, to be a choice. Now, actually, you know, Rav Dessler and Mikhtab Eliyahu and many others from him, of course, have pages about pages of how a person chooses, uh, makes correct choices, Choose, 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 shh. Chooses life. Hello, shh. Chooses, chooses life. Chooses to talk, to not to talk, or a million other things. So, Roy la Adam, she, you have Baycher Bataiv, Ben Taiv, Lamutav. The person should go ahead and, ch- and choose to make the right decisions, whether they're good or even better. When you're making business decisions, so there are good decisions uh, and, and better decisions. How are you going to invest your money? Right? Everyone knows that there's lots of ways to make money, a lot of ways to lose money. Um, so it could be, you can make money and you could make 2% on your, on, on your dollar. You can make 20% sometimes. You can make 12% and you're very invested in burning it off and then you lose it all. So, uh, you know, when you're making a, a financial decision... Sometimes, oh, I made money. You made money, that's true, but you could have made a lot more money. You could have, you know, invested. Uh, I know a person uh, who's, you know, happens to be a wealthy person, but he was invited to be an initial owner of a little company called Snapple. And it, it was, it was, it was going to cost him $20,000. He would have owned like 20% of Snapple. This was in 1977. He didn't like the taste? He didn't like the taste. And he said, this thing... Will never make money, and he put that twenty thousand dollars. Never say never. At, you know, in, in another place, and he probably made some decent money. But I assure you, had he owned twenty percent of Snapple wow. for twenty thousand dollars when it was sold for hundreds of millions of dollars to Quaker, he would have made a lot more money. So, doesn't just because you make money doesn't mean it was the best choice to, to make. Choosing doesn't. It's not always like, oh, I did okay. If you could have made a lot more money, if, you could have, if you're inf- investing, so now let's say it's a good choice, even though you made money. Uh, you could have had a better uh, investment uh, of, 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 your, of, for, of your finances. So you, when you're making a choice, if you're a savvy business per- person, you make a business decision where there is the most profit. Of all call upon him, gam uh, of course, you want to be able to say, you know, the Paliyot is a rabbi. He wants to give you some good advice. Of course, you should be able to help people. Uh, but the bottom line is in your business, uh, you'll look for the biggest profit. Now, and by the way, profit means, you know, that you could be successful. I mean, there are companies that make profit and they're not able to expand. Uh, you know, their, their, their cash flow doesn't allow them just, just making, you know, real profit. But it means you're making the best business decision. Well, the same thing is in life. <laughs> in life, you know, Can I shalom? And if you look at your time, our most valuable commodity is not the, the dollars we have, although the money helps in life. But our most valuable commodity and the best investment we'll ever make is the time we use it. So a person could, you know, technically not do anything wrong with his time. Maybe a person could even say to Hillam the whole day. Uh, nothing wrong with saying to him. I say to him every day. It's a good idea to say to him. But if I'd say to him the whole day, it would be a pretty, as you know, 
Another good thing. A person could learn dafyomi. A person could do a, a lot of other things. Uh, so even when you're doing your time, think carefully how you're investing your time. What mitzvahs, what actions. If you have tzedakah money, so you can just give it to anyone who asks. Um, of course, if you have to ask, that's for sure. That's a no-brainer. But... Uh, but or you can or you can actually look where where your money makes an impact. What is what what actually what you have to do with so you're a beneficiary of like a million. There's a million calculations when you're doing stock. It's an investment when you're we're talking about time. We're talking about learning. You know, I know somebody. I was just just recently trying to get them to a normal seder because they learn every day. You know what they learn? It's like going to a library and the first book that comes to your, your hand, you learn. You're like, yeah. They learn every day. It's like whatever they, whatever they find on the table in the library, they'll, they'll learn. Or they, they, there's no, so, or there's no game plan to get anywhere. So the, uh, you would say, okay, they're doing something good. Learning Torah. You know, like, so it's, but you would never do that in real life. If you're investing your money, you wouldn't just say, okay, I, I'll, read, I'll read the Wall Street Journal. I think Harvey does this. No, Harvey, how do you invest? You're like, you just, you know, the first stock that comes to your mind, you, you invest in? Well, I look along there. CNBC, I cover up the people that are talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look along for atrocities or, you know, massive percentage deviation. Uh, you and you ignore everything else. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a science to what you're doing. There is a science. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's working very well. Uh, okay, Harvey, 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 you should publish. The, Bel- the, the Belsky way. Uh, you know how how to, how to make money in the market, the Belsky way. Once you start being arrogant, Hashem. Ah, oh, no, that's that's probably the best thing you said of all that, actually. So yeah, fine. But there there is, I I, I will tell you, I've I've mentioned Harvey certain things over the years. He's 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 sophisticated where he'll put his money and certain things into, and most people should are. But the fact is, is that people with their their spirituality. As long as they're doing something okay or good, they're, they're very uh, willing almost to do it. Where first come, wherever it's thrown at the lap, they get a mail, like something in the mail comes, you know, help the poor over here, give that. That's not helping the poor. Of course, you give something, but the, the way they do it. And, so, and time is the same way. What we choose to do to t- time in, if you're going to be learning, what, what do you need to learn? Right? How are you going to learn Torah? What kind of Torah study do you need? Do, what will you have the most understanding? Uh, have the the, be, the best uh, approach to maybe if you want to teach others, this this kind of Torah study will allow you to teach others. Whatever it may, whatever it may be. If you pick it and I'll call upon him. Um, once you understand that something is the best possible move for you, makes the most sense. Uh, so that is really where you should invest your time and money uh, and, and energy. And if you don't know it, let's say you're not sure. If you're not sure how to invest yourself spiritually, what what mitzvahs, what actions make the most sense? You know, what charities should a person? And by the way, charities depending who you are, where you live, what your situation is, is also. You know, what makes the most sense for you? Um, well, guess what? If you don't know the stock market, if you don't know how to invest in bonds, anyone invest in bonds here? I own bonds. What? I invest. Own bonds. And not own bonds. Not, you know, invest in the bond market. 
If you don't know how to invest in mutual funds or any other form of investment, what do you do? Vanguard. You go to Vanguard. What? You go to you go to Fidelity. You go to Fidelity, or you go to a financial consultant. You ask somebody who is an expert, and even there, before you get a financial consultant, certainly, what do you do? You look who's 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 good. Everyone has a little shingle on their door. Invest with me. If you think that everyone in Merrill Lynch and Gold, even Goldman Sachs is, ah, yeah, yeah, you're making a big mistake. You know, there there are good brokers and there are good financial experts, and there are people who are poor, poor financial advisors. But the first thing you do is you find an intelligent financial advisor. And you ask them, I've never invested in the stock market before. Give me some, you know, what should I do? I don't know the first thing about, I know somebody who got killed. Pashit killed. They made money in one area. And then they invested in real estate. They thought they'd be all, you know, sometimes a person knows how to make money here. You ask an advice. What if you don't know something medically? You ask a doctor, a person who knows it. You don't just do make medical decisions on your own, how, how, to, treat, how to treat colds or, you know, colds is, is routine, how to treat certain illnesses. Because you will make mistakes. So the same thing is in spirituality and ruchness. If you don't know what the best way to invest your, uh, your, your, your time is spiritually, speak to an expert. As far as Islam and Torah, everything being equal, supporting Torah, which is we should, you should know the worst, um, um, if, if you have to make a decision of two bad decisions, one worse than another, than another you should say, what's the least dangerous situation spiritually? Uh, sometimes a person has to put themselves, now you can't purposely put yourself in a compromised situation. But, and it's not, not that it's sinful, but it's a bad situation. You have to deal with something. So figure out what is least spiritually dangerous. He uh, if if it's less spiritually dangerous, so uh, you'll be more likely to be successful. If the if the if a person puts themselves in a situation where it's, the, it's an overwhelming spiritual challenge, where it's an overwhel- so the chances are they will fail. And you know, we, we do want to just like you would not want to lose your money. You know why? What happens if you lose your money? It's gone. You don't get it back. Now you may make money somewhere else. But once you lose money, that money is gone. You invest in the wrong. If you invest in the dot com, dot com in two thousand, what happened to your money? Gone with the wind, uh, or gone with Cisco, or all these old small companies. So you know it, it doesn't come back. Now you may make money somewhere else, but that money is opportunity lost. So you, 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 in the spirituality, actually, not only is it good, sometimes it's gone. You become spiritually damaged. It's harder to, to get in the future. Right? There are people who mamish damage themselves. It's more challenging and more difficult to get there in the future. Um, if you make decisions based on uh, intelligence, so you will be more likely to be successful. And if anything does go wrong, um, that it won't be as terribly damaging for you. So on Bechira, one of the things you have to do with Bechira is to actually be, look at life as your investments. If you were taking your money, if you're looking for a mortgage even, if you're looking for any decision, 
you, 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 you look carefully, you look carefully. If you're unclear, you ask an expert. Spirituality, all of a sudden, people who don't know the first thing about Torah think they're, they're experts about how to, you know, do things. Even Rav Moshe Feinstein once said he never had anyone asking a Meister Shaila. People ask all kinds, but Meister, they're experts all of a sudden. Rav Moshe Feinstein, the fact that he knew Hilchat Staka in his sleep, you know, and when I say in his sleep, it means all the Gemaras, all the Rishonim, all the Achreinim, <laughs> all the Achreinim, all the Achreinim. You know, so, so choosing whether it's our time, it's our energy, or money, um, should be looked at as the ultimate investment. When you're looking at financial pro- portfolio, you know, ever, you ever speak to people who are really into their finances? If they make less money, you ever, you ever meet such people? Like the real investors, they're, they're looking on the margins, on the points, and especially if you're, you're, if, you're, if you're talking about millions of dollars, every little point something percent is a big deal. They'll start figuring out which company in, in the stock market sales has, takes a lesser percentage. You know, they're making $50 million, but the $50,000 they take very seriously. Right? They start, they'll, they'll research where if you're putting Why is that? Because they value this. Well, if a person values their, their eternal money, their, their eternal spirituality... There's a certain understanding that to make a decision that, uh, that is the best decision, and that means uh, pausing, right? You have a whole Sunday, what am I going to do? Uh, somebody came to me, well-meaning, Rabbi, could I please change uh, the times for davening next week? I'm not going to tell you why they would want the minchamar or different next week. Uh, to watch commercials about beer, they need to see this. Thing you mean this, this week? No, no, ne- it's next Sunday. week, next Sunday, right? Oh, next Sunday. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you for those. those uh... Go Winners! So, uh, yeah, so they want to watch a baseball game, basically. So, <laughs> I don't want to say too much, you know. Uh, but the point is, is like. Uh, well, no, it's not. I'm happy they're concerned about Menachem Arif. Uh, but um, that's where they have halftime. That's the main halftime, right? Uh, no, but, but, uh, but, you know, there, there are some people, it's really a test and a challenge at that level to realize that, you know. But there are all kinds of people making these kinds of decisions, you know, where they're pulled for in directions which are not the best choices for them. That's not a black and white, like they're eating tray, they're just missing the <laughs> davening for things. But if, you don't, if you're not careful in the decisions you make, we'll often get a lot less bang for our buck, especially in learning Torah. You can learn your whole life and not get anywhere. You can run like a, you're like, you'll get a, a short distance and really can be a marathon runner. If you had a plan, if you had took it seriously, if you had some advice, you know, if you learn Ma'am lawyers every day, you know, I think it's Ma'am lawyers. But some of the, that brain passes to, to a nice Sephardi Jew is like, you can be Mamalayas, you can be an Amaretz, and it's a great safer. But that's your learning every day. You can literally walk out at the end of the day, you'll be an Amaretz, you'll get, you'll get nothing. Someone can listen to Shiurim on, online their whole life, and you ask them questions, they know nothing about anything. <laughs> you know? And they spend an hour a day learning Torah. It's smart people. So a person should be, realize that, that in choices, just like in the real world, Spiritual choices demand even more of that scrutiny and that asking of advice. Um, Ma'am Loas, they wrote it for women, wasn't it? No, Ma'am Loas was, was 
was written for, for, for people in the Turkish Empire in the 18th century who went to work, the men went to work at age 12 years old, right? Did not read Hebrew, so it was written in Ladino. Everyone knows what Ladino was? It was written... That's, that's the Jewish uh, Spanish. It was like the Spanish Yiddish, right? Exactly. Right, which was which was pre- which was prevalent in in Greece and in Turkey and those types of places, uh, and even in, even at certain points in farther in, not not uh, like Iraq here, they spoke Ladino. So it's, it's, uh, she knew Ladino, and, and, but she's in Algeria and she's still Ladino. So it was written for people who had no education, and of course, no one's saying that Mayim was is bad. It's a wonderful safer. It's a it was, but but it's a choice, right? You're making decisions. I guarantee you. Person has an hour a day and learns Dafyomi, they'll be a bigger Tamalam than learning Mahalamas a day. It's not, it's not a question about it. You're doing something which is much more meteor uh, in life. So it does, it's not just that you're learning. It's that I'm learning, but that you're, 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 you're not getting as much as you possibly could. Okay, the next thing, the next little longer topic is Bachar, which means our youth. Uh, you know, there's a difference of when you're doing something, you're 85 years old on the way out. Then you have your whole life ahead of you. Uh, I hope. Keep referring to me, <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, I forgot about you over there. He's not that old. He's not that old, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, 105 years old, okay? 105 years old, on the way out. Uh, uh, or you're, you're 25 years old. The, the, you know, let's go even, back, even to making money, by the way. You know, if you put money... Uh, in the bonds, and you're making 3%, 5% a year. When you're 25, you first get your money when you're 105. You know, we talk how the money makes money. It makes you like a lot more. <laughs> if you're talking about physical energy, uh, anyone, anyone who goes to see people 105, the average 105-year-old, how much energy do they have, Doc? Some of them are pretty good. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Nono's 91, and he's got... Good energy. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure it's all. Pasta, you know. Uh, yeah. Pasta for I, 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 I go my beach. I'll tell you one thing: There's, you can be 91, you can be 101, have energy and be vibrant. But those people still have more energy when they're 21 years old or 25 years old. Um, both walking up the steps, <laughs> both getting down the block, and uh, you know, and everything else. Like, if you have more energy in your youth. Uh, you also have more opportunities, typical for for, for more things. Not so, not so do you have more wisdom, but you have more opportunities and more energy. More <coughs> wisdom actually comes with age. So, see, King Solomon, the wise Solomon says, "Zuchores Borecha, be maybe Choresecha." When did King Solomon write? What was the order of his books that he wrote? His three Shlomo Melech, and Mishlei. Which what came first? Mishlei. No. Yeah, so she wrote Shirashim in his, in his younger age. He wrote uh, Mishlei Proverbs uh, in his middle ages. And he wrote Kohalas. Uh, and and we, got really smart. we got smart and older. And he was older at that point. So he said, The best time to remember your creator is in the days of your youth. The best time, the, the most proper time. Actually, sad, by the way, because you look at like, you know, if you're getting the Jewish world, look at religion, they show that the, the period of a person's life, their least religion is in their 20s, right? People make marriage decisions in their 20s, and they get locked into situations for the rest of their lives. They make poor life decisions in their 20s. It's like the point of least, and it locks you in a, in a, a you know, it locks people into, you know, into position. I was dealing with a young Jewish couple, 
you know, one's interested and one's not. What happens then? Nothing happens, not, nothing happens because they're locked. And, you know, now he's, he's when I say young, they're in their 30s. He got married. If I would have had this guy when he was 22, you know, I could have, he could have done something. But now you're locked. You get stuck into a situation. The most important time, really, of setting your course of which direction you're going, it, it, of course, there's always it's never too late. We'll get to that. But if you're, when you're thinking about it, is in your youth. Shazazman, I always say, no, it's the best time to serve your creator. When you're at full strength, when you, when you can push yourself, when you have lots of energy, a clear head, is the best time to learn. Not just when you get older, you have all kinds of responsibilities and things that steal your time and your energy, which are important. Not they're not important. But when you're younger, you're carefree. You know, you're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, you don't have to worry about these, you know, these big life decisions. You have all your time and energy for you. But as punish, you don't have, you know, someone's paying your bill. You know, somebody's worrying about you. You know, even in some kids' house, their mother makes their bed. You only make your bed yet? I make my bed. You make your bed. Well, oh, you went to the army. That's, uh, yeah. you know. He sleeps in it, too. Uh, sleeps in it. I know what I'm saying. Uh, you sleep in your bed. Foxhole. 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 So, the I you know, I don't make my own. I don't give away. I would say, you know. I would say, you know. Yeah, I'm serious. Like when you're, when you're a 14 year old kid, they get these kids to make their beds. Like you know, at the end of the day, you know, they don't have to worry about too much. But they did slew them. Yushevus, I love. You really, when you're younger, honestly. So It's the best time to learn Torah. There is no. T- if you look, at, if you go into your yeshiva, you go to yeshiva, you go to the Mir yeshiva, you go to the you go to the yeshiva, and look at 16 year old kids, and they're learning. But they don't have cell phones. They don't know about paying bills. They don't have, you know, hey, it's learning. They're not, they're not, they don't have to worry about any kind of distraction, technically speaking. They don't have anything to worry about. Like, for a guy to put down his phone for his learning, he's working, it's a whole business day ahead of him. Even if he puts away his phone and he's sitting there learning, he knows that at 9 a.m., if, if he gets stuck in traffic, he has to get to the office. You know, he has a million things to do. When he gets home, he has to fix the chairs in the garage and there's the bills. There's like, you know, there's lots of other things that take his time. You know the uh, when you're 50. I don't, I don't want to pick on Harvey again. When you're when you're 500 years old, right? <laughs> you have arthritis. You have arthritis. You have to take. You, know, you ever see? You know, I grew up. I, you know, I would see people in Miami Beach when I grew up. Now they all live in in Boca and Palm Beach. But my younger people, they, 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 these older people, had vitamins and pills to take. They had like a pill collection every morning, like 18 pills in the morning, and they were different colors and different shapes. And they give a whole collection of pills there, you know. The cholesterol, they're going to worry about their, their heart rate. They're going to worry about, like, there's a million things to worry about. Just taking your medicine in the morning takes you an hour to take the medicine, you know. So you have, uh, you know, I'm obviously embellishing a, a drop. Uh, but the point is, you have more, you have more things which, which, are, which are not in this. And therefore, the best time, at least for, student, for learning, uh, is in your youth. You don't have these. Pratim Samach, if you're being supported, which today I think this this in the old days people went out to work 14, 15, 16 years old, 
that was normal. Probably in Iran, that was completely normal. My grandpa um, started working at 12 in the fields, picking... 12, yeah. Learned how to drive tractor when he was 13. So when he was 13, right, that, right. All, all, you know, depending on which generation, it was from, you know, uh, in, in, in their youth, people would work. I mean, in, in Poland, you see the pictures between the war, wars where there was mass poverty. These kids were 8, 9 years old, they were peddling on the streets. Uh, you know, today we live in, thank God, a way more affluent society. Uh, and people tend to be supported for much longer. So you have more, you have more time to, to take advantage. And therefore, a person who learns Torah in their youth, to what are they compared? As the Mishra says in Avos, it's like a fresh piece of paper. And when you write on it, you know, you can, you, you, such a person, the Torah, by the way, which is why, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, you realize the impact you make on children, it's, it's profound because they're, they're a blank slate. Uh, and therefore, in a blank slate, you can really make an impact. And you see very great Torah scholars, you should know, as a general rule, uh, albeit I mentioned Rabbi Lezer Agadol and Rabbi Akiva, his student, uh, which means that you can, there's never an excuse for being too late. But the, certainly the straight path is to do it in your youth uh, that Torah makes a permanent, you know, mark. And for all of us, at whatever age we are, I, you know, I've had people tell me, I said, I was pushing people to learn Dafi with me, when I retire, or, or, or I do this. The more you do in your younger age, the more you have for your older age, and the more you have for the eternal world. Rabbi, I really tell you something very interesting. He said, my grandfather was 60 years old, retired, he went to Kohler until 90 years old. One third of his life is studying. Maybe he didn't do it before. I didn't know. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Wow. It's 30 years. And 30 of your adult years.